0: High school ministry, it's good to see you. I'll be able to see you better when the lights come up. There they are. I love to see those beautiful faces. Did y'all have a good week? Sweet, like three of you. That's great. Uh, We're glad that you're here. My name is Kevin. I'm the high school pastor. If I've not met you before or uh, if I've not seen you in some time, it's good to have you with us. As you can see from the screen, we are working through a 10-week series on the book of James. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, you can grab one off that red cart. If you didn't get a handout on your way in, feel free to grab one of those uh, as well. Uh, We're just reading straight through Scripture. We're talking about what God has for us in the Bible, and my hope is that you are reading your Bible on your own and asking God to reveal truth to you as a part of that. Uh, I asked you the other week who likes to read, and now I would ask you just to consider, like, is there a book maybe that you've read that, that stuck with you that was special to you somewhere along the way? Any, anybody? Anybody in here? Robsy, Yeah, I'd, I'd love for you just to share. I, I know, but tell everyone else. The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings yeah, is obviously, a, 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 if you are friends with Robsy, you know. He loves Lord of the Rings, stuck with him, made an impact. Anybody else? A book that was like powerful for you, Celeste? Harry Potter. Harry Potter okay. Relatable content. So when I was in middle school... Uh, I looked a lot like this—glasses, braces, not a lot of friends—and so when I picked up Harry Potter for the first time, I thought, "Man, I something about it just connected with me." Man, this was a this was a series that I grew up with. Uh, I was younger than y'all; like, I think I was like 11, 12 years old, and that's how old Harry is in the first book. And if you're sitting here, like, you bunch of heathens who like Harry Potter, it's okay. We hey, we, we love you. Let's show grace. Uh, but Har- Harry Potter was a book series that was. Powerful for me. I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid, so I loved to sit and read books. Uh, anybody else have one that maybe stood out to you, stuck with you? Right here. Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Yeah, that's, that's a very popular one that I know a lot of people. Jason. Robinson Caruso. Robinson Crusoe. Okay. Anybody else ever even heard of that one? I did. It's a good one. No, it really is. It is. Okay. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy kid. Okay. Topical. Topical if you've seen the news. Um, talk about that later. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Yeah, that's a great book series. The Bible, y'all give it up for DJ in the front row, the Bible, love to hear it. Anybody else, some series, yeah, the Jungle Book, okay, anybody else, Milano, I have no mouth and I must scream, I've never heard of it, but I would love to hear more about that later, yeah, Warriors, okay, very cool, here's the deal, if you've got a book that has meant something to you, you can remember details of it. You can recall it into your mind. So Harry Potter was one for me. Uh, Stephen King, who is known for a lot of horror, uh, wrote a series uh, called The Dark Tower series that starts with this, The Gunslinger. It's kind of a, a weird, uh, dimensional Western. And like, I read this when I was young and it stuck with me, like just traveling and always moving towards a goal. Like I, I love these, these different series. And for those of you who raised your hand, you have one, you know what I'm talking about. DJ jumped the shark in the front, he's like, the Bible. Well, the Bible absolutely can transform your life, and the book of James, for me, like, I remember being your age and reading this book and thinking, I get this, like, this is, I'm understanding what's being said here, because there are parts of the Bible that can be difficult to grasp, and that's why we're working through James, because I think there's a lot for us to grab a hold of in the book of James. So if you've got your Bibles tonight, we're going to look at the second half of James 1, look at verses 19 through 27. Uh, and we'll kind of break down some things. I've got some fill-ins for you tonight. Let's look at the first three verses here. Uh, James 1:19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls." Uh, This passage has particular meaning to me Uh, when I read James 119 many many years ago I knew it was a verse that was challenging. I'm not very good at this I'm just not and so this week to help me with that. I actually went and got a tattoo uh, And on my arm, I now have quick to listen slow to speak slow to get or slow to anger Uh, I changed it up a little bit and when I was getting the tattoo the guy was like hey So like what is this? I was like it's a Bible verse. He's like, that's awesome why are you getting this? I was like, I'm terrible at all of these things. (laughs) Like I, I often speak first. I'll talk over people. Um, I I don't listen very well and I do get very angry very quickly. And so this is a verse that, that has a lot of meaning to me. And I've been trying to internalize this for years. And I've said, if I ever got a tattoo, this would be it. So I did. Um, this, this is a big one for me. First thing I want you to write down, uh, from this passage tonight is listening is greater than speaking. Listening is greater than speaking. We won't go around and share, but I'm pretty sure all of us could tell about a time where our mouth got us in trouble. We said something without thinking. Maybe we had a little smart remark that we thought was really funny in our heads, and the person who heard it didn't think it was so funny. Maybe it was disrespectful. Maybe it was unkind. And our mouths can get us into a lot of trouble. We'll see a little bit more about that in this passage today. And then when we get into James 3, we'll we'll really dive into that. But listening is better than speaking. James 1.19 says, Be quick to listen and slow to speak. And a lot of us tend to be that other way around. And this is also true in our relationship with God. Stop and think about your prayer life. For those of you who have a prayer life, and if you don't have one, I encourage you, pray. It's, It's an essential part of following Jesus. When you pray... Are you the one doing most of the talking? Do you ever stop and just listen? We've been doing this now since fall retreat, and so we're going to do it again. We're going to practice some of this silence and this stillness, and I just challenge you, ask God what he wants you to know. You don't need to talk and fill this entire prayer time. Just for a moment, let's stop and let's listen and ask God, God, what do you want me to know right now? Pray and ask him. creating space and silence just to listen and hear from god is one of the best things you can do as a christ follower so find some time and i'm not saying you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning before anyone else in your house is awake do this i'm saying find some other times where you can turn some stuff off maybe turn the radio off in the car have some silent listening time because listening is better than speaking listening is better than having a bunch of noise going on find some times to listen to god and then he goes on and says that, that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And some of us think in our righteous anger we can go, and we can get them, and we're justified, and we can, but our anger is not really going to get us where we need to be. What he tells us in verse 21 is that we need to get rid of all the filth and evil in our lives. And, and you might be sitting there going, well, I don't have a lot of filth or evil. I'm a pretty good person. We do this thing where we compare ourselves to some of the worst people we know and we go, I- I'm pretty good. But if you're honest, there are probably pieces in your life that need to change. There's some things in your life that need to go. And I- I'm not sitting here trying to guilt trip you. I don't even know what it is. But if you're feeling something right now inside your heart and in your mind, that's the Holy Spirit trying to get a hold of you and tell you, hey, this needs to Change. And I'll give you some verses that I think are helpful for you as you're talking to God, as you're trying to listen and figure out what that might be, some of what needs to go. This is from Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the paths of everlasting life. Anything in me that offends you. Things I'm saying, things I'm doing, the company I'm keeping, stuff I'm watching on TV, stuff I'm listening to activities I'm participating in with friends, boyfriend, girlfriend. Ask God to show you some of this stuff that needs to go in your life. I would dare say all of us in this room have something that we need to bring more fully under the authority of Jesus as Lord. He's not just Savior, He's Lord. And this matters. This matters a lot. He says that we need to humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. It has the power to save your souls. Who can save your souls? Jesus. That's right, Sunday school answer. That's that's correct. Uh, If you want to get theological, you can jump over into John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's verse 1. You go down a little bit and it becomes clear that the Word is Jesus. It says, the Word became human and made his home among us. It's Jesus. Jesus is the Word, Logos. And so James is telling us, accept the word, accept Jesus, accept what he has done for you. Sometimes we blow right past us at church and stop just for a moment and don't miss the fact that Jesus lived a perfect sinless life. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't have any evil or filth he needed to get rid of. Instead, he took the punishment for yours because he loves you and he gave himself willingly for you and they killed him in your place. And the good news of the gospel is that he got back up. He's not dead. He is alive and he is coming back one day so we can be together where he is forever. Guys, our world, it's a wild place right now. I don't have to tell you that. You know. It's good news to think about Jesus coming back so we can be with him always. That word can save us. But number two tonight for your handout, I want you to write this down, is pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. That's a fancy church word, a little bit difficult to spell. What is righteousness? Can somebody tell me? What, what does that word mean? I heard a whisper under your breath I didn't hear. What's righteousness? Yeah. Being set apart for God. Being set apart for God. I love it. Anybody else? Righteousness. Pete. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. I love it. I'm not Pastor Perry, guys. I'm not trying to trick you, okay? Do beware if you go to big church. And, and Perry, if you're listening, and I know you're a downloader of the High School Ministry podcast, uh, that's a joke. I, I don't think Pastor Perry knows about podcasts. Um, well, I hope he doesn't, because now he'll definitely hear that. Um, <laughs> Pastor Perry will try to trick you sometimes on Sunday mornings. Righteousness. Anybody else want to add to that? Doing the right thing. Yeah, be, being morally justified. So we want to pursue righteousness. Now, can you do that on your own? No, guys, these aren't trick questions. You need the Holy Spirit of God to to help you in this pursuit. So you ask God, again, search me and try me, show me anything I'm doing that needs to go so I can get rid of this filth and this evil. And you want to pursue righteousness, doing the right thing, living a life that's marked by the Spirit of God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? through the Spirit. You got it. Uh, This is is important stuff. Pursue righteousness, and understand you'll never be righteous on your own. Your best day is not going to put you in right standing with God. You need to ask God to forgive you for your sins, and that's how we pursue righteousness. Let's keep going. Let's read a little bit more of James 1 here, verses 22 and following. It says, don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and don't obey it's like glancing at your face in a mirror you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard then god will bless you for doing it okay so in the morning you're getting ready to go who has one of these like full length mirrors anybody in here okay so you're checking yourself out before you go to school and you notice you've got some toilet paper on your shoe right and maybe your fly is open, and maybe you've got some eye crusties, right, because you were sleeping hard, and you got, like, a little booger that kind of dried right here over the overnight, and you look at yourself, and you see all this, and you're like, cool, and then you just go to school. None of you would do that, right? Like, you would rectify all of those situations immediately. Probably one of the last things you do before you get out of the car, whether you drive yourself or you're also, like, you're checking, like, you want to make sure everything's good, You're looking at yourself in the mirror to see what needs to change. And what James is trying to tell us is we need to look into God's Word and understand it's a mirror. It's going to show us some things about ourselves. But some of us, we glance at it and we go, okay, and then we just keep moving. We already said we wouldn't do that with our physical appearance, but some of us do that with God's Word. We come in here on a Sunday and we open the Bible together in group or in large group. And we hear some of these things, we go, yep, I I know God's trying to tell me something. And then you just walk out and you forget all about it and you go back to doing whatever it is you were doing. And again, my job is not to come in here and try to guilt you, but I want to challenge you. When you look at God's word and you look at your life and you see that they don't line up or match up, you gotta begin to ask yourself some questions. Do I care what God says? Is he really gonna be in charge of my life or am I gonna just do my own thing? It says that when we look at it, carefully and we see that it can set us free and we do what it says and we don't forget what god has told us that we'll be blessed for doing that we want to allow god's word to change our lives which is why we're doing this series we're just reading verse by verse not anything fancy not anything topical you can do this on your own just read the bible and ask god to show you more and more of how you need to change it's like a mirror it's like a mirror Third thing that I want you to write is this. It's your final fill-in. Action expresses priorities. Action expresses priorities. And I didn't come up with that. That's not a, a Kevin Nunnery quote. Someone actually fairly famous said this. Does anybody know who this is? Students? Gandhi. Oh my goodness, I'm very proud of you. This is Mahatma Gandhi. I who, Was that you back there, Madison? Okay, I see you. I didn't know if any of y'all would know who that was. Uh, if you don't know anything about Gandhi's life, not a Christ follower, but a fascinating person in history that you can go and study. Um, and he he said this: the action expresses priorities. This is true. Like whatever is important to you is going to show up in the things that you do. Like you can talk the talk, but unless you walk the walk, you, it's just fake. We all have probably been guilty of that. We all we probably all know that person who's like, "Hey, like we." we should do this, we should get together, we should blah, 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 and then they never actually follow through on it. Action expresses priorities. What matters to you, you'll you'll take steps because of it. So let's look and see a little bit of, of what's going on here. James 1, 26 through 27. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. He's tying it together. He already told us that we've got to listen to God's word and allow it to transform us. That means our actions because our actions will show our priorities. It will show what's important to us. Then he goes on to give some specific examples and says, Hey, listen, if you claim to be religious, you claim to follow God, you claim to be a Christian, and nobody can tell because of the way you talk, you're fooling yourself. Your actions actually are expressing your priorities, but your priority is not God. It's not becoming more like Jesus. Stop and think about all the words that came out of your mouth, even just the last 24 hours. And not just verbally, but stuff you typed. That group text you've got with your friends that you would be mortified if I asked you to come up here and open your phone and I read it in front of everybody. Some of you are like, oh, my chest got real tight. I don't like the idea of that or if you've ever had maybe your parent or somebody standing next to you, and that notification goes off at the top, and you're like, oh, you don't want them to see it. Are the words you're using honoring to God? Like, do you sit here on Sunday, and you're singing these songs with your eyes closed, and you're in the, you know, you're feeling it, you're in the mood, but then, like, you go out of here, and you've got gutter mouth. You're using words that are not Honoring to God and not even just the, the specific word choices, but how you're using your words. You're tearing people down, you're being ugly, you're gossiping. If you don't control your mouth, what are we doing? And then he talks about what pure and genuine religion is, is caring for of widows and orphans. Widows and orphans had no one to stand up for them in biblical times. So what James is telling us is you've got to look out for the least of these, the people who maybe don't have a voice, you need to be their voice. The people who are on the margins, the least of these that Jesus talks about in Matthew 25, which you can go read on your own time. If you don't stand up for these people, the elderly who are in a nursing home who have no one to visit them, the new kid who is scared and getting picked on and has no idea what to do in your school, special needs people who are easy targets. And I got to tell you, man, I saw many of you here Friday night serving at the fall hoedown Bless you. What a wonderful night that was to make some people just feel like they're so special because they are. Man, that's what it means to really love Jesus. It's caring for people that the rest of the world might just squash because it's easy. But if you don't do that, your actions are really showing what's a priority to you. If someone walked around with you, just for a week, just for one week, not just on Sunday, but the other six days, Would they know you're a Christian because of the things you do, because of the way that you talk to your parents, the way you interact with your friends, the way you speak about your enemies, the integrity you display in school, what you choose to do or not do with your boyfriend or girlfriend? Like, Do your actions show that Jesus is actually a priority to you? Let's look at some words from Jesus. This is Luke 6, 43 through 45. Jesus says a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is defined by its fruit. Figs are are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from the bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Let me break this down for you. If you claim to follow Jesus, but you don't live like a Christian out there, you are lying to everybody in the world, and to yourself. This doesn't mean you always get it right. It doesn't mean you're perfect. You're going to make mistakes, and that's what grace is for. We come back to God and say, hey, I messed up today. Will you forgive me? He will always forgive you. He loves you. But for some of us, it's a lifestyle. It's repeated rebellion. We, we have no interest in what God actually says. We come in here, and we go through the motions on a Sunday, but we go back to our lives, and we're in charge. You think Sunday is God's day, and the other six are for you. And if that's how you think, my friend, You need to ask some hard questions about whether you're really following Jesus or not because your action will express your priorities. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time. You make time for what's important. That's showing what is a priority to you. So I want to challenge you to spend some time in God's Word. Reread this passage that we've been in tonight. Reread some of these other passages from Psalm 139, from Luke 6, and ask God to speak to you. I'm going to invite the band to come back. And this is a good time for us to reflect. Listen, if you want to stand and sing, man, that's great. But if you just want to sit and pray and create some silence where maybe you're not speaking so much, you're just listening, which most of us would do better to listen more than we speak. Do that. This last song is never us trying to emotionally manipulate you. There's a reason why I don't stand down here with the violin going and the lights down going. Let me try to manipulate you into something. That's not what we do here. If I can talk you into it on a Sunday night, someone else can talk you out of it when you leave out of here. We want to create an environment and a space where you can do business with God because you don't need me. There's nothing special about me. You can talk to God right where you are. So let's do this. I'll tell you what. Put your stuff down. Everybody stand up. I'm going to pray for us, and I hope you know this. When I pray, you can pray whatever it is you want to pray. God might already be making it crystal clear to you. Hey, this is the part from tonight that applies to you. Here's where you need to take some steps. Here's some things in your life that need to change. Here's how you can show that I am a priority in your life. Pray and talk to God about that. Maybe you have no clue. Keep asking Him, and you can keep doing that throughout this song. If you're sitting here you're like, man, I'm actually in a pretty good place tonight. That's awesome god bless you pray for the person beside you pray for your friend who you know is struggling pray for your family pray for all those people who are the little ones who get stepped over the marginalized because jesus says we should care for them they're the least of these and when we do for them we do for him ask god to reveal to you what he wants you to know as i pray and as the band plays god we love you we thank you for loving us we do not deserve your love We can never be good enough. We are not righteous, but we pursue the righteousness, Jesus, that you purchased for us with your lifeblood. Help us to listen to you, to lay aside our pride, our arrogance, our human anger, which does not produce the righteousness that you're looking for. God, help us to just know what you have for us as we look at your word As we listen for your spirit throughout this series, throughout this coming week, but even before that, right now, in these next few minutes as the band plays this song, Holy Spirit of God, would you speak to us? We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray.